All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. isn't that dad across the discord call call from me hey that guy cole we're back it's lcs eve baby weird time for us (laughs) same dads different day of the week weird time for lcs i maintain it's just getting weird it's all weird it's weird all the way down i know that's we we've settled on we like it yeah for our personal schedules but it still doesn't make it any less weird yeah um but yeah so i apologize we haven't done the show for a couple days i was traveling to miami and then i got sick and then i had a miscommunication with jordan and that's which is my fault not his at all so uh but now we're finally back we're here and ready to do this thing on the night before the games Eh, pretty interesting maybe we provide you with a power preview of the lcs welcome to the power preview show uh, previewing every matchup across the LCS. <laughs> I don't even know how other teams are doing. I gotta be honest uh, with you. I don't know. I, I'll pull it up and look. Now, <laughs> Jordan's not watching LCS. I'm, I'm not. Honestly, I'm no longer an LCS viewer. I watch 100 Thieves. I'll, uh, I'll say this. You will be surprised at one of the teams in the top four. Oh, I don't, I don't love that. Because I have a feeling I know what it's going to be. <laughs> Jolden Jardians? That's exactly right. The old jard. <laughs> the old jard. Uh, the old jard's back. Cloud nine in second. Come on. We got to do better than I know, this. man. I know, man. Well, we are here to do better than that yep. with this podcast. Dude, you got their first Skylar win. Bennett in YouTube. What's up? Come That's on over huge. to Twitch, man. That's it's huge. more. It's more lively over in Twitch chat. Uh, anyway, Good Burton says he doesn't remember the games from last week. That's great because yeah. we only vaguely do. Uh, yeah. Uh, but actually, I do think we are going to talk about them. Um, I think we'll spend more time talking about these games than we typically do. Uh, maybe that's news to Jordan. He's like, oh, oh, are we doing that? But I, I think it'll make sense once we jump into it. Um, yeah, we went one and one. Let's talk about it. First off. Wait, Dignitas what? beat evil geniuses? <laughs> we should just do a live live reaction like jordan sees the results of lcs weekend live segment gosh all right i'm done we should just do this sorry we should just do this (laughs) just get that one out oh boy (laughs) all right in there guys okay all right okay let's talk about other these games though and oh and let me say i apologize because i am still sick so you'll probably hear me coughing i will do my best to keep that off the stream I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, it's gross. We thank you for showing up anyway, Cole. Yeah. I could, I could not go another day without seeing you guys. True. So, and with that, let me mute and cough really quick. <coughs> I did it. On the audio pod, that cough will probably go through. Anyway, FlyQuest. <laughs> FlyQuest. Jordan, give me the 10-second blurb about FlyQuest game this past Thursday. Cole, have you ever played a game of League of Legends where your team told you that you single-handedly lost it for them? Yes. So is Bjergsen. 
You're like Boom, him. the end. There it is. That was really great. Thank you. That was really great. You can relate. Now, what are we yeah. talking about? Obviously, we're talking about the Annie Ult. Mm, the Annie Ult. Annie Ult. <laughs> Annie Ult. Oh, 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 Annie Ult. Uh, he almost did a really, really good thing. Mm-hmm. By the way, do you think anybody's going to know that song that watches podcast? I don't I think so. Come on. Jack, um, come through for Cole, please. Uh, yeah, he almost did a really, really good thing. Music. We should have. Oh. I just, I, it didn't occur to me until yeah. now. Uh, he was like, how many units? A unit, what, what is the measurement of a unit in League of Legends again? It's the, how, it's the number of pixels in Teemo's hat. I don't know. It's something stupid. It's like a, <laughs> the, that's a standard unit. It's like a Teemo mushroom or something. One quarter of a Teemo <laughs> from Good Burton. One quarter of a Teemo. <laughs> that's yes. So he was about one eighth of a Teemo away from hitting two people with the annual and probably starting to snowball. Because, mm, hey, for sure. Guess what? We were in position to do okay. I'm not going to say we were in position to win because who knows? FlyQuest has this habit of making you sorry that you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't play pretty perfectly, they're usually going to beat you. Yep. Um, but the, you know, the, the annual just came in between, like, you know, just so close. It whiffed completely, though. Yeah. And at a key time, we lost a big team fight. <coughs> I'll go further, um, even, Cole. I'll say, I think if he hits even one, I think if he hits the Swain, I think we win both that fight, and there's a good chance we win the game. Because the Swain was getting bodied throughout that entire match yeah. up to that point. We we were doing that. We focused the Swain. It was actually very smart, I thought. Definitely focused the Swain and prevented him from like taking over early. Yeah. The pro, the the this is what happened though. Like it's interesting because y- y- we had kind of had what you would think to be a significant lead. We were up by like 6 kills or something. I think we were up a couple drakes. Mm. And like the gold was like even where we were behind. That's how good FlyQuest has been. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, honestly, we, we had it. I know at one point it was three to nine kills. So th- we should theoretically have, what is that? 1800 gold difference just off of kills. Mm-hmm. And we were still behind them in gold. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's what FlyQuest is like these days. And so you know, we, I still think we were like in a good position and especially, you know, if you're stacking drakes and stuff, you know, obviously that's going to pay off if you're able to convert it and that's worth up, a lot of gold. We ended up with the soul. if I remember right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it was like a little too late. Yeah. They were a little too gone. Um, I, I failed to mention Prince in my analysis there. Yeah, There's a chance so, that even if we continue to win every fight, Prince at some point just wins the game. That's an entirely he's, realistic possible. You know the funny thing? I think his stat line was like exactly the same last time we played. Was it? He like finished 14? this game 14-0-1. That's what he had last time and we played? Dude, I, I would not be surprised. I, in fact, I will look it up. Um, because, yeah, it was he's, he is, a brutal, brutal game from him. He's pretty dang good, isn't he? Yeah, man, he is. And it, it's, it's kind of crazy because... It felt for a while like we were actually keeping him in check. And I, this is where, okay, this is the, the extent of what I will offer as analysis. I think the reason it felt like we were keeping in check for as long as we did is because we had done an effective job at 
containing contain the swain full contain the swain and we did <laughs> it and we did it through blowing him up stun locking him and just focusing him down and that was you know it worked really well we took advantage of him in lane i think it was a good game plan and i think that when when the swain isn't able to do his infinite ult uh mm-hmm. mode the zeri has a much harder time of entering free fire yeah. full stack ultimate mode those two mm-hmm. together are are the worst you can't <laughs> you just can't win that team fight it doesn't happen um yeah so for me that's that's why it felt like when we saw the annual um <laughs> the game turned and you know like swain was no longer contained and zeri just started accumulating kills uh and never stopped um yes and the so zeri finished up 14 and one uh prince against this last match on the kaisa was 11 one and nine mm, pathetic showing really yeah, yeah. so he'll, he'll hope to forget that outing yeah uh what a terror what a terrible experience <laughs> but at least it was an improvement from last time that's like but it's it's kind of like an empty comfort right yeah because we're not we're not playing really any differently right it's just like that's how things shook out this time uh, it is like we're more coordinated maybe yeah. <clears throat> marginally with what we did early but we still managed to lose it because we made one or two mistakes. Look, after, I think it was after the, the uh, whiffed and EO, mm. we lost a fight at Baron. We lost, we like gave over three kills and Baron and multiple turrets. It was like, went from even gold to like four and a half K behind yeah. in one play. And yeah, it's like, Maybe it makes sense that it feels like you're playing an LCK team, <laughs> but you know, you just get punished in that way. And, and that's kind of what happened. It was like, Hey, big mistake. Now the game's done. Yeah. It was like the, the whiffed ult and the Baron fight. Yeah. There was nothing else to be done at that point. Right. Those are the margins. They're that slim against fly. And I think a big part of it's because it, of how good Prince is, you know? Yeah. He's super good. Just a crack in he's the door got- is all he needs to, just bulldoze his way in and start destroying he like he's like probably got to be considered like highest skill level player ever in the lcs right like he's just like unstoppable yeah. i saw a video of my algorithm i didn't watch it but it was like maybe it was one of the more official maybe the dive maybe the dive the question was is prince maybe the best import of all time oh yeah like yeah he is or at he least he's is. on track to be for sure there are others who've had very successful careers. Bjergsen, for example, pretty good. Uh, Impact has been successful, so like, he's not he's not there yet. Let's not crown, let's not crown the prince yet. Uh, oh, nice. He's uh he's as of February twenty fifth, so as of last week's games, he's seventy six ten and forty five. That's a good for stat. Twelve point one KDA. Yeah, he's he's really the- good. <laughs> After the first round robin, he was the all-time kill leader in the LCS. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy how it works out that way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's efficient. Yep. Yeah. I, I, um, I but think... here's... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, the, 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 like getting back to my point, like, I don't know if you noticed what they did in the 
latter half of the game, but it's basically like double lift or nothing, right? They went all in. They threw like three at double lift every time, just tunnel vision towards double lift. Yep. And hey, it worked because, like I'm saying, we're not playing any differently. And that's, at this point in the split, that's kind of problematic, don't you think? I mean, it's hard to say. Like, I agree it is more of the same so far as our win condition. Um, I, I, like, I like the overall look we brought. It feels different. Like, the overall look mm. feels different. Go into that. Annie. Um, and I thought that was a really effective piece when it, until it wasn't. Um, the, until it cost us everything. Yeah. So, you know, like... But I, but I don't mean to say that to trivial, trivialize your point. Yeah. I'm just, you know... Like, it, for me... The thing that we, the reason we lost this game is not because we never had a chance to win it. And there's a lot of games that you can play against teams that are this good where it's like, look, you're really just hoping that they, that somebody falls asleep in this match, right? Like mm-hmm. that one or two people lose full control of their champion. Um, like we were taking it to them and, and it was really, the onus was on them to figure out how to counter it. And going back to where we started, I don't know that they so much figured that out as that we just slipped in our execution, which, you know, not great. You don't want to do that. But that's, that's, for me, that feels like such a more positive place to be than um, we just tried to play a lot of our comfort picks against a better team and we had no chance. So I, I'll, take, I'll take that uh, as a way to say, hey, against even the very best team, there's no question, the best team in the LCS we can put them in a position where their comp isn't working like they intended it to. And that feels good. The thing I'll, I'll call out that I, I think is actually like, it's more concerning to me than any, like, okay, you miss an annual, like you don't need to go back to boot camp and try to refigure out how to play your game as a team. <laughs> the thing that is actually more concerning to me is the, 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 uh, the failed engages. Like, when we would have Jax Wukong going in without any DPS behind them, like that, that is actually more indicative to me of a problem that we got to solve because again, like razor thin margins on an annual, a quarter of a Teemo, we'll get that one next time going in with your two tanks and, and no damage. You're not going to win that fight ever. You know, so for me, that feels like it's something we got to figure out. Well, I think you have a more charitable take on the game than I do. Perhaps. I mean, I I do think it's valid what you're saying. Like, at least we were in a position to to try something. Um, But it's just like what worries me is that we have not figured out anything else to do. We look exact like the, the way we play the game, even if we have different picks. The way we end up playing the game out is the same like every single time. Let's talk about Team Liquid and then revisit that point of conversation. Before we go um, there, I got to ask though. Is it yeah. that we look to double lift to carry? Is that what you're primarily talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's like we, so, you know, uh, we try, we always try one or two early plays to get a lead. Um, then in the mid game, we don't, do anything that makes sense 
while we hope double lift can just build a, a lead and then late game, we hope we can stall out long enough for him to take over. That's it. Like every time, you know, yeah. um, <clears throat> we had a slightly different thing happen in the team liquid game, uh, which is kind of why I want to talk about that. Now, Jordan cast your mind back to last podcast nine days ago. <laughs> I'll try when, when, uh, we gave our predictions. Do you remember what I predicted for the Team Liquid game? Uh, you predicted a win. A fat dub. Yeah. And do you know, I said, I, I'm even going to go beyond that. I'm mm. going to predict something else. Do you remember what I said? I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said, <laughs> I'm predicting we'll finally see the Bjergsen pop off. Oh, that's right. That's right. And we kind of got it. It was it was not so like dramatic, but Victor is hardly ever dramatic. Mm. But he played Victor and did a load of damage, finished with a great stat line, and finished with a dub. Yep. All things worked out according to plan. To your um, plan. Profit Cole yes. is back. Yep. Okay. Finally, Online. back in the saddle, baby. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but honestly, the reason why I predicted the team liquid win, or uh, I'm sorry, the win against him, team liquid is because we just don't lose to them anymore. Mm. Right. So I went back and looked and I went to the start of 2021. And since then, remember now we've had two, uh, we've had, we've had like, uh, five splits, right? Because you have spring, summer, for 21, 22, and then spring for 23 of round robin play. Right. So since, th- since then, we have lost two regular season games to them, and we have lost one out of four playoff series against them. All right. And we get Th- two it is for split. very, yeah. So you get two, for, so we're, we're, yeah, right? Okay. So yeah. we're eight and two mm-hmm. in, the, in the normal play, mm-hmm. and then we're three and one in playoffs series right do you remember when it felt like it was the other way around against tl i don't know yeah i don't know what has happened no we they owned us yeah. early on man yeah, yeah and dude i don't know what's in the water but they just do <laughs> not what's in the liquid <laughs> oh they they do not beat us anymore and even with like the their super rosters like every single time yeah it's like oh man look at this crazy team roster team liquid has Check out Alfari. He is good. Does, yeah. <laughs> Check out this this hot new top later, Sumit. <laughs> He's like, I don't know, guys. I don't like that hundred thieves team at all. What? Yeah. Why? <laughs> so if you them. if you go back and look at it, it's like, dude, it is very one sided as of late, and um, I love it, and I hope it never ends. Me too. I mean, I love beating Team Liquid. Don't get me wrong. It feels good. That doesn't mean it was easy. No. Was it? No, it wasn't easy. <laughs> and we survived a like a very terrible int from Double Lift. Do you remember this around Dragon Pit? He, he like this was a he, a Zeri yeah <laughs> suicide slide, right? Yeah, like went right on top of like Harry, like. <laughs> <laughs> just jumped right into him uh-huh. through the wall and immediately was like destroyed 
We survived that. We survived uh, a deficit in the early game and clawed back behind the victor. We had the, uh, and, and double lift actually went positive. I thought closer did pretty well. I don't think like, it didn't feel like closer made like that dramatic of a difference. But what I am noticing is when you watch the comms video, it's like 80% closer. Mm. Like closer talks a lot. IGL. He talks way more than double if way more than Bjergsen and basically tenacity never says a word, which is interesting. We can talk about that later too. Yeah. But, um, so closer's making calls. So I guess good on him. Tenacity played a someday s game like a, you know, like on the Cassante O two and 10, uh, roughing up a lot of people and then getting out with like low HP. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Maybe we want to see something a little stronger on Cassante, right? A kill. Don't, don't you just wish we could get a, a kill? Don't you just wish we could just like have the Cassante pop off game once? Yeah. It would be nice. I think it's I think it's because they they uh, after week one they realized that they had to make some changes. Um, thinking of I still see it you, being fudge. more effective elsewhere. Yeah. But yeah. Freaking freaking fudge. Yeah. Um. I agree, though. Summit Scion, which sounds like our worst nightmare, didn't end up mattering at all. He took a lot In fact, of they, like, damage. calmly ripped him down, like, every time. <laughs> it was, like, no panic, just, like, all right, yeah. on the Zeri minigun or whatever. Yeah. It was, it was shocking fried him. the amount of time we were granted to just focus on him. It's mm-hmm. like you'd think that other, the other players would have realized at different points that we're we're using all of our cooldowns on him, uh, but no. Yeah, it's like so. It's like we didn't we didn't get costed by targeting Summit and burning him down because they weren't like reinforcing him. Yeah, Summit basically doesn't matter anymore. Like he's just he's just not. I don't know what it is. We've talked about it before. He's just not what he used to be. Yeah, it's crazy. And and so I, I'm like not worried about that um and the lucianami was not what you wanted to see if you're a liquid fan no uh so that's that's good you know it's like i i thought early on in the split it felt like team liquid was just like rough stretch they're going to be back on top very soon Mm -hmm. and for i don't know what the reason is that that team is not coalescing yeah i i can't i can't begin to try to explain it either it's weird that is not yeah nobody nobody put my lcs standings i just found this website that lists the lcs standings um nobody predicted them eighth as we end the midpoint of round robin two yeah we'll have to check the power rankings power rankings yeah seriously (laughs) that was not looking at not a common placement for them although maybe we need to update our power rankings power rankings not surprised at all that uh the dignitas last place Accurate. Mm, but they did get a win. Who is that against? Jesus. They were taking a day <laughs> off to meme on Twitter. Of course. Yeah. Um, so long game. We stalled out. And it's it's like the thing the thing that we try to do every time just worked for us here. Mm-hmm. Because they were like Team Liquid didn't find a way to put the pressure on us in the mid game, which you'd think with like a Lucian Nami, um, they'd have the opportunity to do that. 
I I know that I don't know exactly what it is. I know in somewhere in there there's like a Silas spike. Like I think it's late mid game or something. Um, and then you know Sion becomes unkillable later. None of that happened. Mm-mm. And so I don't really feel so much like we won this game. It just like kind of happened. It just kind of shook out. I can't point to like oh we were able to do X and that's why we won. Yeah. You know it's just like right they didn't they didn't play well is all i can say <laughs> yeah i i can't remember this game that well um because it's yeah. been a while but um i do remember yeah it, it feels to me a little bit like their comp just never really came online um so i i'm sure we had something to do with that uh but the the i, I agree with you i can't really pinpoint what it is exactly like the FlyQuest game, I can say our our most successful period was because we were able to neutralize Contain the Swain. Like I can't really pinpoint it on this one. Um, it felt more just like TL kind of being anemic when it came to what they were trying to do. Which I think yeah, is kind of a theme like, for them. Yeah, it's almost like like Harry is kind of like the only one who wants to go. Mm. You know what I mean? Harry's like Harry seems super scrappy like always going to go for it. And everybody else is kind of just like waffling <laughs> and, and like, so maybe, and then maybe that's what happens to this summit. You know, he's just caught out like, Oh, am I frontlining right now? Or am, are we running away or what am I doing? Yeah. I don't know. So, <clears throat> it, it seems like Harry's looking for plays and no one else really does. Yeah. Sion's uh, not a champ. Super, it's going to give you a lot of different play styles. You kind of commit to a thing. Yeah. And uh, that was soaking damage. Inting Scion <laughs> viable LCS. Oh man, do you remember when that happened to us when we played, like, and we saw it for the first time in person? Yeah, shocking. <coughs> that was that was one of the, the moments where I realized I need to stop. I need to stop playing this game. I'm yeah, being defeated. That's by this. one of the things that did it for me too. <laughs> it's like, well, can't play this anymore. Yep, unplayable. Um, okay. Well, so so it's like odd, right? There's oddly not much to say about um about the Team Liquid game. So it comes down to like, all right, what are we like, what have we found out about ourselves? Mm-hmm. It, it's really like, like if, if, can you learn the most about your team by looking at the bands of the other team? It's one way. You because can learn that things. feels like our story. It's like everybody is going to ban out all bot lane choices, basically. And then the zillion. That's like... <laughs> That's like what people do against us, right? So they're worried about primarily a double if takeover and Bjergsen playing his, his unbeatable pocket pick. And then they hyper-focus bot lane like every time. So it's only like the teams do not see, even in the mid lane, they don't really see Bjergsen as a threat and they definitely don't see tenacity as a threat. Mm. And <clears throat> that's why I'm saying I'm worried about stuff because... I there's no reason to otherwise there's no reason to um do anything other than than what they're doing because we haven't proven that we can have tenacity in a carry position I don't think have we gotten like a true standout game from him on anything <clears throat> I don't know I it's, and I don't think I mean like he plays bad every every week right. or anything but it's just like you know we haven't seen much out of him yeah glenn brings up in twitch chat the fiora game like he was the closest to being able to win us that game 
was just, the Fiora game we lost? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Like, that was FlyQuest, right? Where we got beat by like 14,000 gold or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, like, I get your point, Glenn, because I remember that game. He was like the only mm-hmm. like sign of a pulse we had. Right. Right. So, so don't like, don't think I'm like just writing off what you're saying. But at the same time, it's like, mm, you know, we're, we're not getting a lot out of him. Um, it's first split, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. But aren't you like rookie wise? Are you feeling like things are behind what you expected? Or are you feeling like we're in line? Boy, that's a good question. Um, Let's go tenacity first, and then we'll talk about Busio. Behind what I expected. I mean, my gut reaction is to say no, because I, it feels to me like if, if the bar we're setting is do other teams place the threat of losing the game to this player more highly than the other players on the team, if that is one way to evaluate the progress of a player. Wait, say that again. I didn't quite track what you said. So one more time. If you're evaluating the 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 potency of a player based on uh-huh. how much other teams fear them, I would say I expect tenacity and Busio to be in the bottom two. You know? You got closer, <laughs> yeah. you got Bjergsen, you got double lift. I expect for teams to need to focus their attention on those players more. Um and I think that's what we're seeing. So I, th- I think what that means for me is I would say I don't look at the lack of fear as an indicator that, that we're behind schedule there. And in part because I expect that eventually these players will get to that point, right? Like think peak core JJ. It was literally you're worried that core JJ is going to beat you. And same with Aphromoo, right? Like at his peak. So there, there have been a lot of support play from Vulcan. Like we have lost games to Vulcan, and I don't, yeah, I don't mean that in a disparaging way. I mean it in that Vulcan is so good when he's at his best that he can. He, I remember games where he has single handedly turned the game away from us. So mm-hmm. I don't think our players are there yet. Specifically, Tenacity and Bustio. I don't think our 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 rookies are there yet. Um, but I'm not ready to write them off as being able to get there, like. I could see a, a you know, fast forward two splits and I can see a Fiora game where he is, he wins, right? Think about uh, the Sunday Lucian game. He won that game. That game was, he, you know, it's like you could almost create a new win-loss column, which is just wins attributable to one player and, and yeah. somebody gets that one. So <laughs> I can totally see the, the potential for that to be there in Tenacity. Um, to be there for Busio too. I, I just mm-hmm. think it's going to take time. And I don't think we're yeah. at the point yet where I'd say it feels like it's taking too long. Okay. Um, that's probably fair. Um, and uh, I mean, that's like a wise thing. Do you remember when uh, we were talking about the beginning of the split when we were expectation setting? It was like tenacity feels like he's going to be graded on a different curve than Busio. Yeah. because tenacity just has felt more LCS ready for a long period of time. And people were just like, Oh, he's in Academy prison and all that <laughs> stuff. Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think that's playing out for me. Like I, I think I just keep expecting him to be able to do more uh, than he really is. So 
and something that came in through chat from Glenn, the poet, he says who like one way to judge or one way to gauge their performance might be who are the other eligible rookies for rookie of the split. So if you run that list, um, cause I don't think like technically right. Prince and Vicla probably count, but we're not going to include them in that discussion. They're on another planet. Um, is this, this is Boogie's first split, right? What for TSM? Uh, I don't think Diplex has done anything. Eminez, we'll, we'll have to see. Gory is probably a very good candidate. Gory is like, has been really good in my opinion. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, I mean, you know how many of these games I'm watching. I, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm looking at the list. Tomo's played before. Winsome's played before. Yeah, it's like I don't really know how many other people are on that list, but if you're going by like, you know, the boogie, gory uh, list, yeah, I mean, even Diplex probably like had more attributable to himself than Tenacity did, and Diplex has been benched, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't think he stands up super well uh, against the other rookies. Um, there might be one or two others that I'm missing, so I apologize, but like, you know, there are some very viable new players in the league. I think it'd be interesting <sighs> as well to look at him compare. So I think of all those players you mentioned, he's the only top laner. Um, yeah. I would be interested to look at him compared to the other top. Because I, I do think this is a, a meta that you're not seeing a ton of insane standout performances from top laners. Again, yeah. I'm not watching a lot of these games, so it's possible that I'm way off base here. But as I th even think about our games, like even the games we lose, like it's not because we're losing to a top laner who is just absolutely unhinged. Like, mm -hmm. you know, impacts Renekton three one and eight. Like, okay, that's yeah, not a bad stat line, but it's no fourteen zero and one. Um, you know, even yeah. even the. The summit scion two three and four like we saw what he did in the, in the game that he played um right well i i can toss out some stats then yeah if we want to do it's some comparisons so stats. uh one thing to keep in mind uh counter pick rate so he's he gets counter picked two-thirds of the time which is actually kind of surprising to me because it seems like we prioritize bot lane um so and that counter pick rate is good for third in the lcs um, his KDA is fourth among top laners at 2.8, which is 1.1 behind the next one up. It's basically like they all scale up by one mm. up to the top, at, which is fudge rip. Yeah. Um, kill participation, he is second to last. Only Lucariche is better than him, which that makes sense because doesn't it feel like he's always trailing and arriving late and all that stuff? Wait, Licorice is, has a worse <clears throat> KP than him? Yes, by 12.5%. 12 12 Given that Golden Guardians um, is... Licorice is like always in a side lane, though. That's true. If you think about it. <laughs> um, Killshare, he is low middle. Um, death percentage, he's last, actually. So 18.2%. Um, let's see. First blood. Last meaning worst. He has, he has not gotten a single first blood. Uh, so death, death percentage, it's, it's share of team's death. So he is the, he has the least share of team's death out of anybody. So he's dying the least relative to his team. 
um, which is good, I guess, <laughs> unless you're not participating in the fights, you know, right. like I said, not a single first blood. He's the only, he's the only person who doesn't have a first blood. He is second to last in gold differential at 10. I bet you'll never guess who's last there. Summit. Nope. Summit is first in gold difference at 10. <laughs> last is fudge. Fudge is minus 154 gold at 10. Uh, Summit also leads in experience at 10. Uh, Fudge is fourth somehow. Tenacity is um, third to last in experience at 10. So he's averaging down 145. CSD, he is low mid-tier. He averages 1.3 less at 10 than his opponent. Um, CS per minute is 7.9, which is basically tied for last place. Um, let's see what hmm. else damage. Let's look at damage. He is third to last 436 damage percentage. He is very last, uh, average share of teams damage to champions post 15 minutes. He is dead last, um, earn gold per minute. He is low middle gold, right in the middle gold share. I'm sorry if teams gold, he's right in the middle. So, you know, not too good. Yeah. Not too good. The, the highlights you can point to are reasonably good KDA and uh, the lowest death share of his team, which we, you know, just eyeball test wise, it feels like he's not in those fights. And so <laughs> yeah. those things might not actually be that good. Right. And if you think about it, one of the things we talk about is that we feel like he has like a good lane feel, mm -hmm. but his lane stats are actually pretty bad. So it ain't going so hot. Uh, now, and this isn't me. I'm not, just to reiterate, I'm not a tenacity hater. I like the guy. Mm -hmm. I'm not calling for him to be benched or swished or anything like that. I want the rookies to get all the time to be able to build up. I'm just saying, I feel surprised. Yeah. I thought he was going to be, this is a little bit like fake God, right? Where it's like, it kind of felt like we were going to get more out of him once he got that LCS spot. Mm -hmm. And he, I don't know what happened. Maybe he wasn't like just up to the challenge or whatever, but he dropped out. <laughs> and um, I hope tenacity isn't on the same track. He's very young, yeah. but it just, it's not going super well at the moment. Yeah. I think that the thing that I, I, I put more weight on is, is just some of the, like he could have, he could have number one across the board in stats and still make some of the plays that, that have gotten a lot of attention. And I'd say mm -hmm. those are the things that we need to work on, right? Like you could be crushing your lane and if you're late to fights, doesn't really matter. Doesn't really, matter, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it doesn't, it's not a bad thing to be crushing your lane and that's, you know, uh, if you can do that, do that. But for me, that feels like the thing that we really need to get sorted out is just like how this team actually works together. Um, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't like you. I'm not at a point where I'd say, and I'm just not sure if we can do it. Like, I think we're, we're still on the wait and see scale. Yeah. Well, if we did it to tenacity, it's only fair to do it to Busio. Mm. Um, do you want to share your thoughts about Busio before we do stats or do you want to do stats first? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the, the, we've talked a little bit. I feel like we've talked maybe more about Busio, but it does kind of feel like 
so much of how like how he fares in the lcs i think this is true with supports in general like a lot is just where the meta goes and um you know it's one thing if you've got an enchanter meta that you're really enjoying and, and is favorable to your champion pool um and then it switches and what happens then mm -hmm. i mean i do think there are there's certainly i i'm starting to put more weight on the i think there's been a lot of focus at least as we've talked about it on his performance in lane um just because that's been like when we've won it's typically been through early leads for our bot lane mm -hmm. that then get translated into and converted into a you know mid and late game dominance i definitely <laughs> want to see more from him when it comes to like team fight phase i think that's an area yeah. that i just don't i don't it's not even that I don't have a good feel. It's that I feel like there, there are ways that he's not contributing that the best supports are and do. Yeah, I remember is like I've made the point a couple of times where it feels like he has one thing on his mind during the fights and he's not like managing the whole situation, mm -hmm. which is probably to be expected at this point in his development, right? Right. Um, just taking a look at some of the champions he's played. Um, he's played four Lulu games. And he's won three out of those four. The one being the FlyQuest game that we lost. Yep. Um, he's on on like funky picks. He played uh, Azir. He's played Varus. And that's really it. Azir and Varus. He played Yumi and won on the Brain Dead Champ. Hmm. Um, his Varus game was a dub, by the way. It was Caitlyn Varus bot lane yeah, against Liquid. Uh, his Rakan game was pretty bad against FlyQuest uh, in the first round, Robin. He lost a Karma game, he lost a Soraka game, and he lost a Nami game. So it's, it doesn't seem like there's much of a consistent he wins on this type of champ. I know he's 3-1 and one on the Lulu, but you know he lost the Soraka game, he lost the Karma game. You know, So I don't know. Um, looking at the stats for him, uh, the most important one as far as uh supports are concerned obviously from c9 we learned that that's cs per minute and <laughs> he is tied for last in cs per minute so if this was cloud nine he would have already been benched <laughs> get him out of there <laughs> yeah i'm not going to pay, pay attention to counter pick rate for support um for reasons <laughs> Uh, KDA wise, he is third to last. Uh, though there is a cliff that drops off after him, so he's he's significantly ahead of the next two. Um, kill participation, he is end of the mid tier. Um, deaths second most after Winsome, which is surprising, right? Wins, I guess FlyQuest just no one dies. <laughs> So since Winsome has died like three times all split, he's of course the death share leader. Uh, Busio has been a part of first bloods a few times, so he's got 36% first blood rate, just third. Not going to care about gold or experience diff at 10. But coal. <clears throat> Damage per minute, I know. Second. Good job. <laughs> well, wards per minute, he is actually fourth i'm surprised yeah doesn't seem like he does a whole lot of that but right at fourth um i don't know what else to do stat wise with the sport 
No. C9 but, isn't either. So. Eyeball test for me, there's two things. One is, like I said, not being able to focus on the big picture of the team fight. He just seems to home in on one thing he's doing. If it's, I'm peeling for double lift or I'm just here to neutralize some sort of ability. Uh, and then the other thing is just positioning. He seems to get caught out of position quite often, whether it's in lane or while he's getting vision or something like that. So the, the thing about him, again, I, I don't think he's graded on the same curve as tenacity because of how long people thought tenacity was LCS ready. But a lot of people were super high on Busio and be like, this guy has potential to be one of the best LCS players ever. Yeah. Right. I heard that. What was and we that haven't, about? Where does that? <laughs> we haven't seen the flash yet. You know, no. like we have not seen. Usually when you get a player like that, you're going to have some moments where it's like, wow, what? Like this guy is different. Right. Um, even if he's not overall doing very well in the beginning, we haven't had those moments. Yeah. Um, so I like to me, Busio seems like a normal rookie at this point. Yeah. Just a normal rookie. Right. And I'm not, I don't think that's problematic because he is with some veterans. I think he's in a healthy system. I don't think it's problematic that he's like that, yeah. but you know, it is what it is. We're going to get limited contribution from that at least for a while, assuming we stick with the development project. Yeah. I think that's, it's fair to point out that for tenacity, he actually has had some of those moments of those flashes of, dominant yeah i think tenacity has had more of that to his game yeah we haven't seen him do that for a game you know but like as far as like individual moments we've seen some pretty high skill moments or like in unusual plays right uh don't feel like we got that the thing busio is probably most memorable for this split is picking the azir it's a very you know? game that didn't go well the very game about this he well <laughs> In terms of performance, yeah, but I'm saying what's most memorable. Mm. Like the Varus game was like his best game, yep. but in terms of what's memorable, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, yeah. the Azir flop was probably pretty high up there. <laughs> oh boy. So rookie check in is like not going so hot. <laughs> it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's like bad. I just would say I feel like we're a little bit underneath what we were hoping to see from the guys. And that's not a, that's not a panic alarm. That's just, Hey, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, JC one oh one, we can go into this because the next thing we are going to do is listener takes JC one oh one had a take like this. So we can just go into it since he chatted. He said, Busio gets known as a flashy Pike Camille off meta picks. Then they put him on enchanters nearly nonstop. Mm. His, uh, his official take submission was Busio on Lulu duty for another weekend. And then like a, you know, a meme expressing <laughs> regret and horror. Um, <laughs> so he has, he had the Azir game. That was his first game. So it's not totally fair um, to hold him to just that. Um, Rakan is a playmaking support champ mm -hmm. and it went very poorly. The Varus off meta pick. I don't even know how off meta that was. Felt like everybody yeah. that week was picking like double marksman bot yeah, lane. For sure. Um, but, it, you know, he looked great on it. So kudos to him. I think JC has a point. For sure. Now, are we? The thing I'll add is yeah, dude. you typically. I feel like this, we've come up against this before. I can't remember exactly where, but let me know if you, if you remember an example. It's like, hey, look, the, the level of competition is different. 
you're going to get dumpstered if you try to pull that against these players. Like it's just, mm-hmm. the, and and the 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 staff doesn't have the confidence. The player doesn't have the confidence that this is going to go well. So we're not going to do that, you know. <laughs> and or like Lulu is just so strong right now, or the ADCs are just so strong right now that really what you need to do is just make sure that they can survive long enough to go fourteen zero and one. But what do you, how do you, how do you think about that? Um, I'm, I'm thinking that part of becoming an LCS level support is learning to play (laughs) the more standard support stuff. You can't always be in there playing goofy stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you just can't, you have to, um, learn how to play like what standard support should be. And so I don't know. I wouldn't say it would be like a crutch to play him on the weird stuff, but it's like if your goal is to develop this guy, like he needs to develop that skill set. And and I don't think that means what JC is saying is not valid because clearly it's like, yeah, he's not playing what he looked fabulously entertaining playing. Right. But uh you can't. You just can't do that all the time. Yeah. You I, know what I mean? I I, so, I like that. I mean I think it's good to ask about that like keep that in mind because i do like zillion right it's always a a benefit as a player if you can force your enemies to commit one of three bands to something that you play and doesn't matter where they're at in the meta that's huge yeah so yeah. if i think long term if we can get him back to the point where teams say we really don't want to play against pike Come on, we just or don't. Yes, whoa. Or yes, like yeah. So if we can force them to think twice about that, awesome. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like uh, Viper's Riven was another one where right, like every once you always while, had to account for you it. Pull it out, and I, I feel like he did that against us once, didn't he? Like we didn't ban it, and he made us pay. So yeah, yeah they can't be your game, but having that as a part of your game is huge. So I would love mm-hmm. to see him continue to cultivate that but yeah mm-hmm. it can't become a crutch because then people talk about you like people talk about Armu. Ooh, yikes right and and so maybe it wasn't like a fair shot that he in his he pulls out the azir in his first lcs game ever against cloud nine reigning champions cloud nine in week one first game you know what i mean like maybe that's not the most fair look <laughs> yeah. at a at a carry champ so maybe they'll they'll do it again soon yeah who knows um, so thanks JC 101. The next one comes from our friend prime who said, did Hunter T showcase bounce back resiliency late game or glaring weakness early game versus team liquid. Hmm. I think that it's more the, I don't, I feel like it's neither because I, I, you know, it's like, I don't feel like the early game, went bad because of a particular weakness we had. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it didn't go well for a couple of reasons, but I also like, I don't think it was that much of a resilience thing for us either. Like it didn't feel like, Oh, just like, we'll just grind it out and keep scaling or whatever. Right. Right. It just felt like team liquid just isn't playing well. Yeah. I think that's fair. And at some point Victor is going to start slapping. And so is Zary, you know? So I don't, I don't really like either explanation of this. If I had to choose one, 
I guess I would probably lean towards the, the bad early game, maybe. Hmm. I don't really know. I don't I, like either. I would I would factor in the EG game where we did hang on by our fingernails. Yeah. So like I put that in the bounce back resiliency category. Um mm-hmm. it's an interesting even though we though. lost that game. Yeah. But yeah. like we we made it a game when it had no business being one. Yeah, that one felt like a resiliency game. Yeah, we just this one just didn't. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think it's it's probably there's a contrib- uh, contributing factor there, which is that TL doesn't feel dangerous. <laughs> you know? Yeah, which is very surprising. Um, Mont asked, "Do you think our rookies are playing up to the level of our vets, or our, meaning the vets aren't playing that well, mm-hmm. or the vets are playing down to the level of our rookies?" I'm beginning to see a trend of our vets mainly closer and double lift in the past week or so. Just keep getting caught and lose our team's fi- our team fights and objectives. So it seems like Mont suspects that it's veterans playing down. Hmm. What do you think? Um, yeah. So there's another way to think about this basically is saying, um, like if the vets can improve their performance, we actually have a higher ceiling. I think that's what he's yeah. saying. It's like, whose fault is it right. that we're, you know, that we're not doing so well? It for me, it feels like, it feels like the latter, and in large part, the latter meaning it's the vets, the vets playing down, uh-huh. and in large part it's because of closer. Um, I can't imagine that he's a player who has passed his prime. That doesn't feel right to me. Yeah, and we've seen mm-hmm. what he can do. So to see him continuing to to not you know, play as he has in the past does feel like uh we have to, we're st- we're still working to figure out how he can hit that level again. I think like that felt more poignant to me earlier on in the split. Like I, I don't think he was that bad this weekend, and he's clearly um, still a huge IGL presence, and he. I mean, I don't know. Did you watch the comments video? <coughs> Didn't have a chance. Excuse me. Um, he he's very talkative and very like aggressive. He keeps encouraging people, don't be scared. Don't be scared, even if we lose like a kill, keep fighting. You know, all this stuff. Like he's he wants to fight. Hmm. So it's it's feeling to me like, I don't know, he's kind of on the up a bit. Um it does feel like if we don't get a double lift great game, it's near impossible for us to win. And I did expect more out of Bjergsen. Mm. Uh, like I said, Bjergsen on the victor was very good against Team Liquid. But other than that, I guess the Zillion game was insane. Um, yep. I think the so, Annie game I mean, was very that's good. Two until very strong that, performances. But I just, I felt like he would be more of an X factor. Bjergsen. The Talia games, yeah. he's had a couple of good Talia games for sure. Sure. I don't know. Am I, am I just missing it? Cause I just feel like I expected him to just, you know, boss some people around a little bit more. Yeah. Even, even when he has a good game, it doesn't feel like he's like smashing his lane opponent. I don't, I don't think we've seen, he did get a solo kill actually on Vikla. Yeah. Um, but that was like in the top lane. Right. I don't know. Like it just, it just doesn't feel like we're getting as much out of him. Um, relating it back to the original question. I don't know. I think I'm still going to go with the rookies because Busio out of position has really, really been rough. 
and tenacity late to stuff and disconnected in, in team fight approach has been really, really rough. We didn't really talk much about that. I actually intended on talking about team fights. I don't, I don't know what your take on this is, but I think it was, was it Azale who said that um, Hunter Thieves is just like a really bad team fighting team right now <laughs> because frontline and backline are not in sync whatsoever. Yeah. And I can't refute that no. criticism. Especially if it's you look like at this weekend. they are always too far apart. Yeah. And, and so even if they want to do the same thing, they're not in position to do the same thing. Yep. And I, I can't refute that criticism. So, and a lot of that seems like tenacity to me. Well, even you think about some uh, of the, the pop-off games we've had from double lift. We talked about this last week, maybe, but like the Caitlin game. I mean, it's, it's easy to forget that that, that Caitlin quadra started with tenacity inting into the Rift yeah. Herald, you know, like, Another example yeah. of us just not like great that we won the fight, but we didn't get make it easy on ourselves, nor did we execute it cleanly, you know? Yeah, and there have been several plays that like we went, we get like a, a very favorable kill trade in a fight. And it's like because Double Lift just like kamikazed, right? Like he, he just went in, died. Maybe he stopped watched for a few seconds. It's like he like goes in, stop watches. So the team is forced to go in and like surround him and try and protect him, even though it's not going to work. And then they like clean up like two kills, maybe three as a result. So it's kind of like double F's going in is like forcing them to, to make that happen. But yeah, I just, it just seems like we're so, so out of sync yeah. front line to back line. I mean, I think back to, again, going to back to Bjergsen and Talia, like there were definitely games where we've had what felt like really clean team fighting, you know? Um, if you look at our wins, I th there's examples of it. And I think there are moments where it feels like we're using all the pieces in the right way. Um, but it's certainly not consistent. I bet if we went back and we looked at um, how the team fights play out and we like the 5v5s and we focus on Busio and Tenacity, we would probably find a lot of answers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, because, you know, there you see his plays from like Closer Bjergsen in the mid lane, like, we're usually good for a mid lane kill, mm -hmm. you know, in the early game, like the very clean dive against Fikla. Yeah. Um, that, you know, that was excellent. We're usually good for one or two of those. And it's just like the five V five picture is just, ugh, it's just rough. Yep. Um, we have one more take that we'll go through. This is from Sen, the ever optimistic Sen, <laughs> who says chalk this split. Yep. Regain for summer and get to worlds, which easier said than done. <laughs> says also other orgs are promoting NACL players to the main roster. C9, some other org I forgot. Do we do that for double lift? And he says, will be quite a challenge because I don't think double lift would play in NACL. I think a top 10 of all time player in NACL is not a good look either. Hmm. So um, two parts of the take. Let's talk about the second part first. Do we... Um, promote Unforgiven up to the main roster. I think Double Lift has been our like main threat. Yeah, and I would never do that. <laughs> so Sen must Sen must not really see this the way that we are. Um, but I I feel like Double Lift is like our chance at winning games. I mean, I I'm guessing the angle here is in the games we lose, we lose. It might be unfair to say 
I don't mean this literally, but like we lose through bot lane, right? Like mm-hmm. we've been focused down. We've been um like we it it's kind of live or die through bot. And so I, I could see if people were to say a different caliber player maybe could do more in these kinds of scenarios where they're getting a lot of attention and focus. It's kind of like maybe there's a, a someday-esque person to put in these situations where they can get more favorable trades, they can absorb pressure better, like some of these things. I don't personally hold that view, but I could see it if it were to be kind of put out there by somebody. Since clarifying in chat that he he thinks most of the mistakes when we lose in the mid game, mm. he says he thought it was double lift overstepping and making mistakes. We, I mean, undeniably, we've seen that. Yeah. It's like the suicide. There's, play. there's, yeah, the suicide play. Sometimes it helps us in a weird way, but I we've definitely seen where he's just feeling himself too much and he gets immediately blown up. We we saw that against <clears throat> against Team Liquid uh, this week. We saw that uh, a couple weeks ago as well. Just like, yeah, that, that is certainly something that happens. But late game, he's been so vital to what we do. I just, I just don't see us really, yeah. really doing anything there. Um, and for, you know, from the stats angle again, since I have Oracle's Elixir still up, his um, kill participation is second overall um, at 73.7% among ADCs. Hmm. Yeah. And... You know, I think that says a lot. Like, we really need him to be killing people. Right. I think another important thing for the staff to evaluate is what is he bringing to Busio so far as development goes? Like, I think they're, you know, if you are liking that partnership, there's value there, even if it feels like, uh, you know, in absolute terms, is Unforgiven better? You could even think that he is, but the stability, the kind of the veteran presence, like maybe those are all things that you also factor in and say middle of the end of the split is not the time to make a change. Yeah. Um, just a few more things from the stats perspective. He's a, he's a positive player in golden experience in CS at 10. <clears throat> like, you know, top three, I think, in all three of those categories. Um, top three, actually tied for second overall for CS in general across the whole game. Um, DPM, he is four DPM behind Prince at the top. Wow. And there's a hundred to Berserker, who's next. <clears throat> um, barely second in damage percentage of the team. Uh, That's earned gold. He's right in the middle. Those are that's pretty uh, wild. Given that our we've had yeah. a lot of losing games, that he's still able to maintain a high DPM like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like he's pretty critical. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now I do think DPM kind of gets skewed because we play longer games. Like Prince is playing shorter games than we are, so that may not be as close of a comparison yeah. um, as possible. But the the fact is he's up there, and I I just would not do any of this. Yep. Um, Dragon Revel, I don't know if you saw my response in Twitch chat, but if you want to post a question in chat really quickly, we can get it in. Um, we'll talk about predictions for... Oh, wait, well, I'm sorry. I didn't answer the second part of... or Actually, the first of two parts. Mm-hmm. Sends take. <clears throat> who said, chalk this split, regain for summer, and get to Worlds. 
Is this split over, Jordan? Is this the rest of the split meaningless? No, I don't know. I mean, I think there's still a chance that we get decent seeding in playoffs. And, you know, every, every game counts for rookies, especially. Like, less vital to me that we get a lot of good stage time for Bjergsen. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think that's going to make or break anything. But, <clears throat> you know, I think the, there's still a lot to play for this split, for sure. Um, and ideally, you can run this roster back in summer. And I think the, the best chance to have at that is to continue to develop them in the games we've got left and then hopefully with a deep playoff run. I think, I think like, I don't think this is an anyone can win split. This is basically FlyQuest. Yeah. I think they've got this already won. But <clears throat> I think it's wide open other than that. Deep playoff runs can be really beneficial. And it's like, you know, here, here are the other teams in play. Team Liquid, TSM, CLG, Golden Gardens, who may be a problem, seven in a row, right? Yeah. Um, Evil Geniuses and Cloud9. So there is room to go far in the playoffs, in my, in my opinion. And that, that, like, you play a lot more games if you get a bunch of best fives. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think we should chalk the, the split. <clears throat> also you said four and 14 trust we've already won five games Boom. so unless we get disqualified for <laughs> uh wearing white crocs or whatever uh, we're we're gonna finish above four and 14 so i'm not gonna trust you on that one uh dragon revel by the way he said i think double lift is the best performer on the team i think burison and closer need to step up and tenacity and busio just need more stage time so this kind of goes along with the mm-hmm. Mont's question about, you know, who's kind of at fault more uh, here. Um, it seems like he's wanting more at Bjergsen closer. I think that's fair. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Tenacity and Bucio for sure need more stage time, but that's still going to be liabilities in the meantime. Yeah, I think in general I agree with <clears> that, <throat> that breakdown of where our players currently stand. Yeah. So we'll see if we get more of that. I think closer is going to come online a bit more. In the coming weeks. Yeah, so I hope so. You know. Okay, we have uh two games mm. starting tomorrow. Yeah. Uh we play C9 tomorrow, who are second at eight and three. They went one and one last week, losing to Golden Guardians, the old jard, <laughs> and winning against TSM. How do you see us faring in that game? Ooh, C9. <clears throat> Remember, we played them in the first game of the split, and they smashed us. They bone crushed us. It was kind of a, a, a fudge factor. Yeah. Mm, I really want to predict a win here. I really mm. do. Um, <coughs> I am going to predict a. I'm going to predict a win. And I'm going to predict it on the back of an actual double lift pop-off again. I think he's going to get another pop-off. Nice. Yep. I really want to predict a win too, but I won't. There you go. That's <laughs> C9's 8-3, and three, man. Yeah, they're good. They're good. They did lose to Jolden Jardians. They're also but- good. Seven in a row for them. So, like, I think, uh, I think Tenacity can 
hold his own against Fudge. And remember, he almost did take out yeah. the giga-busted Cassante. That game could have been way different if that first yeah. 1v1 went the other way and it was like a hair away yeah. from going the other five way. HP. So you're right. And I, and I think if we play what we're more comfortable with now in the bot lane, if we can get that for our bot lane, it's not a zero. And I think it looks better. So I think there's a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, good for you for having faith. Thank I'm going to predict the loss. Though. Okay. Uh, I, they just look like they're going to be in four more. So hopefully, well, not hopefully. I don't, I don't want to prey on anyone's downfall other than like fudge. But um, hopefully like for us, Eminus can be exploited mm. like in some way by Bjergsen. I think that's our way in. Um, but I still think they're going to win the game. Okay. Game two against CLG, who beat us earlier on in the split. They are in fifth at six and five. They won both their games last week, one against TSM. Remember, Solo's on that team. And one against Immortals. Two against TSM. Um, look, I made a big deal about talking about how we beat this team. We're big brother. We've had their number, et cetera, et cetera. They beat us. Um, I'm not ready to predict that they are going to be our new bigot boss. I refuse <laughs> to predict that way. So I have to go for a win. I don't feel very confident in that, but I'm going to go for it anyway. So their only like win against a high-ranked opponent is against EG in the second game of the split. Um, you know, they beat us, they beat Team Liquid, they beat Dignitas, and then they beat, what is it, TSM Immortals? They, they haven't stolen games off of high-level competition, and they, I think they were the first um, win for Golden Guardians on this streak. Mm. I am just not expecting much out of them, so I think we're going to win that game. So I think we go one and one. And, and you, you're predicting a 2 0. How many 2 0s? Almost all. Except for last week. Oh, I did the 0 2. I, more importantly, Cole, we've covered the spread. We are going to get at least one correct prediction between the yes. two of us, which really is what I'm here for. What counts? Cover, covering our aggregate booty cheeks. Right. Yep. All right. Well. We don't have to wait long to find out what <laughs> tune our in tomorrow to find end out. Up being. Yeah, tune in tomorrow. <laughs> uh, we're gonna do. By the way, so Rec League tomorrow night is just gonna be like a little DMZ stream. If you're interested in playing in that, let us know. Me and Jordan will be playing, and we've got one or two people that will be rotating in. If you want to be part of that, um, send me a DM. Otherwise, it's just gonna be kind of a chill stream. I don't really have time to organize the normal Rec League structure this week, so I apologize. Um, but we'll get back to that shortly. Uh, otherwise, enjoy the games. We don't need to talk much about Valorant. That was rough. And yeah, we'll just hope LCS can bounce back and give us something to be happy about this weekend. And so concludes our Valorant coverage for the first <laughs> tournament of the year. <laughs> I will say, I did watch a a great yeah, deal of it. I did too. And I still love to watch Valorant. It is still a high quality esports product. <clears throat> Jordan, Fast Peak last week starts now. 
man, we need to warm up one more map every match, don't we? Mm -hmm. Just one more warm-up map. We'll be good. <laughs> End of show. We fast pot last one. That's right. It's done. Oh, man. Hmm. When All do we get right, to play guys. again? Like six months from now? I don't know how this works. Yeah, I think that's the normal VCT structure. Perfect. Good. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here. Everybody, I apologize. I've been sick. Can't keep going. Um, we love you so much, and we miss you already. Take care. Wow, honey. All I ever asked is one